All right, so the Olympics are in full swing. And I was just, and I marvel at Olympic athletes because there's not, you know, like track and field, you know, water polo. Have you ever seen water polo, by the way? That yeah. sport is a tough sport. Constant. It's is it like the volleyball in water? Is that? It's like, like they have, soccer. it's like hockey and soccer yeah, combined, yeah. but you're, you're constantly moving. It's incredible. I was watching that and I'm just thinking more sports that I could never, never do. But if I had to pick one Olympic summer Olympic sport, I think I would pick badminton. Like to like if you if could, I had to any athletic if ability you had whatsoever, to do it, right? Yeah. I'm not gonna get into the swimming. I don't like heights. I couldn't dive off these platforms. Chlorine. I can't keep my eyes open in water. I would be a terrible. I'd be swimming in other lanes. Track and field, the hammer throw, all those things. Equestrian. I can't like even I can't even think of those like I marvel at what they can do these guys I really do and these women I don't know yeah. basketball you know I know I wouldn't be any good at these things plus they're at the top of the top of their their countries because they're the best of the best that go into this but I'm looking if I had to gun the head I'd pick badminton like I said it's climate controlled you can't really get hurt the shuttlecock if it hits you is not gonna like really do much damage the points are quick. You're going to work up a little bit of a sweat, but you're not going to have to run 30 miles to prep for, you know, getting ready for it or working out every day, you know, to, that's me. I, I, you know, the way I would look at it, that's the sport that I would give it a shot at. Which one would you pick? Was there, was there one Zach that you would, uh, summer Olympics in the summer Olympics, uh, You, it's like the Hunger Games. You got a note in the mail that hey, you're in, you're I, representing I America. Keep, I have to represent America. In yeah, the yeah we need you. There's one place for you on the team of this sport. Oh God! Well, now, I, mean, I know I, you just did get your James Bond tracksuit. Well, I can do anything in that. So I'm just wondering, uh, is that we're we're not looking at the cathlon because I know you're not going to jump over. And no, no, nothing with water. Things, nothing nothing you know, with water or heights. At all, right? So, that, so that, the pole vaulting is out. That's no, right. No, right, nothing right, like right. that. Uh, I mean, I, I think I'd really love to fence. That's yes, a, that's yeah. What fencing is not bad. Fencing, but you know the thing is, they wear that headgear so they wouldn't see you though until after the match. Like well, you, I mean, you're you're okay with that? Like you don't want to be seen all the time? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like also I'm saying, Olympic fencer. Can you name an Olympic fencer mm. except for Patton? Right, who I have, won? Who won gold in fencing? Yeah, I, I fencing would, would be because you are protected. You're that. protected, uh, and and like even if you mess up, like 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 one person always has to mess up. I mean, you, you know, there's always there's a clear winner and loser. It's not like this person won by like two sixteenths of a second, and any of us doing any that we'd be destroyed in our. You'd get destroyed in badminton. I get destroyed in fencing. Whatever. Well, so, well I maybe mean, you would in fencing. I, I I still like that. I used to play tennis when I was younger. I, I'm sure you. So did I do that. have that background. But I imagine that even the <laughs> yes. least yes. healthy Olympic level yes exactly badminton player is healthier than any of us have ever been or ever will be because absolutely. They, I imagine they're on some sort of crazy program where they have to consume a certain amount of calories and do all the, a level of discipline that. I simply do not have. 
in a little. So, yes, it, it, I'm, I'm, so not, I'm not. I would, I would like to lose for America in fencing because at least you get a sword and you can take off that helmet and like put it under your shoulder and have a little sword. That's yeah, that's a good you know, point. The costume too. Yes, yes. Yeah, so uniforms. It's a, it's well, a, you'd love a, the. You'd probably like to design the Olympic uniforms. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Ralph Lauren. That would be the. I, thing. I have I have a lot of things I want to say. Ben Sherman uh, did the British team, and it, they looked on point. They look good. They look really, good. really good. Mike, do you have a sport that you would in the Summer Olympics? It may seem crazy because I'm not a runner, but I would do like the 100-yard dash, the smallest amount of running that you'd have to. Because think about it. I would lose. I'd come in last. But at least the person ahead of me would only have ran for 10 seconds. So my event, I would lose, but I would only be, I wouldn't have to go on and on. At least I could be done immediately. So, yes, yeah, so you're talking about like 10 seconds, and probably you would, you know, like, I mean, it's 100 meters, you might come in like, I don't know. Oh, I'm guessing like just barely under a minute. Yeah. Like 30. I'll walk so. it. It'll still be over. Well, you can always minute. pretend you got hurt. Oh, yeah. Like you're almost there. Well, and like you're like, a hero. But, like, but then you make it to the end and everybody's like applauding your effort. Yeah. Then yeah. Usain like Bolt gives you a hug and tells you. Because we're not looking for medals. Here. You're we're a just, warrior. Like, we're just trying oh, to make no. the team. Basically. We just want to get a TV time. Really. Yeah. Right. We're looking for a little TV time. It'd be nice to get maybe to the, maybe to the medal round. And then you get not like I don't want to say that like, I would win a medal in badminton or anything like that, but it would be nice to win one match though. If you're going to go that far and think about what you could do, it would be mm. cool. Like you'd hate to go and get wiped out, and you're there for two more weeks. I, and, I I would just like to go to the opening, the closing ceremony, and wear rock your uniforms around. I the, mean, yeah, uh, the I'm Olympic not village. happy with what Ralph Lauren has done or did in the past couple of Olympics for for right. our athletes, um, but I would like to come out through a little wave. You know, uh, carry see, the flag. Carry maybe. the flag. I mean, yeah, I'm not. And that's why I'm running. I could at least do a lap around with like the American, with the flag, American flag. flag yeah. That would me. be cool. I mean, I would love to do like, like to run 100 meters. That would be like, can you imagine? You're the fastest person in the world. You've run nine something or whatever. That would be a great one to have. You're the cover of everything. So, are we talking about like if we were Olympic level athletes or if we were just sent to the Olympics and no. said, no, if we were sent to the Olympics. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah. if you could dream, if you oh, could if you fantasize could about it, and you're like going to medal, I'm not even saying you have to win the gold, but if you even a bronze medal, medal an Olympian, yeah. bronze medal in track and field, or, you know, what, or fencing, like you said. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like, who would, yeah, that'd be awesome. Because you're like, let's be honest, you'd be a hard target to hit because exactly. you're not a big, you know, you're not like. I've got long arms and I'm skinny. You're a long arm. You turn sideways, they might not be able to find you. So that might be a good thing. And Mike. I would give you a little credit running less than a minute for the hundred. <laughs> oh well, if he said I, you less know what I mean? than yeah, less than. I'd say you'd probably you'd, you'd finish. I would yes. But well, we hope last. you'd finish a hundred meters. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, right. I get to, you in there. I'm yeah. trying to exert the least amount of energy, and that but, would be it. You wouldn't run like the like no. on the relay teams. You wouldn't do like the four by one hundred. No, All right, Mike, we need the, you. Because then you got to worry about getting the baton. You yeah, drop, but that's pressure right there. Every, you know, in 21 Jump Street, when Jonah Hill, just he's clearly losing, so he starts hitting the baton of other people's hands. Right, that's, right. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be doing that. Did you have to do that in high school? Like, when you, like, I remember when I was in high school, we had to do track and field. Like, you had to run the 100. You had to get a relay team going because we had a big class, so they'd break it up. And you couldn't, you, you'd have to start running. Like, the first guy would start running. 
And then when he's getting closer to you, you start your little jog, but then they have to hand you the baton to run. I dropped we did, it. We I did some of that stuff definitely in gym. And then there was like the, the physical fitness assessment where you had to run two miles. And then there was this thing called the pacer. Yeah, the pacer test. Where you like the, the thing that I always did was um, if you could beat the tape, so the tape only went a certain period of time. And the way the pace would go is you just, like, wash out. And, like, I'm not particularly the fastest person in the world, but I have a lot of stamina. So I could just keep going. Oh, so, really? So, yeah. Wow. I always ducked out after the, like, the... No, I, I... You had to hit a certain threshold of, like, going across the gym, like, 20 or something times. But I was... And then, my school, I mean, like, obviously, what's the same? Brewster. But they phased out. Like, I... You used to have to run a mile... Like at least like for the physical assessment, you had to run a mile once every year in gym. Yeah. And I only had to do it in my freshman year, and then after that, they just phased it out. There was no more pacer test, no more mile run. So like, I remember by the time I I remember all the like there was they would mix up like the classes for gym. So I would have like seniors in my class and they were trying to like beat their time from previous years or whatever. And then after my freshman year, they never, I, we never did it again. That's funny. <laughs> Kids I today. I know. Exactly. Kids today. I and, got so lucky. And I did get a, a gold medal in my ROTC track team. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I got a, I got a gold in our PFT test, which was. Are, is that, now, if I went to your home, would that be displayed or is that just in like your office at work to show off when you're my, my, my when you retire, quote unquote, in ROTC, you get your medals and your ribbons and a on a plaque. That plaque to say in my office. <laughs> you have to display. I have that. I knew you'd have to display it. I have that and my uh, tin can sailor award, which was an award only given to one person. So I'll, you know, I'll take that. One person yeah, per class per per year. And well, it's, that's it's, a it's, big that's a big you're thing. You're selected by the the actual naval commander when i was growing up in in gym we had to do, climb ropes yeah never and i that. i would have a heart attack you, uh, trust me I, I i couldn't even like couldn't even get up like a quarter of the way and you had to get a certain thing so i made a deal with this guy because you had to have a spotter and we worked out where we somehow were able to get the gym teacher away from the ropes because somebody had gotten, I forgot if they got hurt or like, cause you also had to do like gymnastics. You were like learning the, the bars. You had to do all these different things. It was like crazy in gym back in the day. So I made a deal with him. I said, you tell him I got three quarters up and I'll tell him you got three. And we, that's how I got out of doing, cause I couldn't climb a rope to save my life. Guys were going up like all the way to the top and hitting it, and you had to hit a certain level. If you didn't was hit like it, a bell at the top too. You had to ring. No, or there was, was a. You went all. It was on a long, big beam. It was like the rope was attached to this big beam, and you had to get all the way to the top if you could and, and hit the beam. Like that was a cool thing, and then you slide down. But if you went up a quarter, that you had, you had to go up for at least three quarters of the way, and there was mm -hmm. no way I was going to do it. I so, had to climb a rope for ROTC, but then it was like. One, it was outside. Oh, yeah. Mars was in the gym. Which, which makes yeah. it a lot easier because it's not as scary. Right. Seeing them. And it wasn't as high, near as high as like a gym. It was maybe like, I want to say it was like maybe like 10 feet. Well, I don't know you how, know, you yeah. know, but being maybe this was fourth, third, fourth grade, I, yeah. it, it seemed like it was 100 feet. Yeah, there was yeah. no way I was going to do it, but there was markers on the rope. That's crazy that you had to do that in fourth grade yeah it was like fourth grade we also I, had to learn square dancing too that was another thing because they had to it, it, it get the you know so you yeah. could deal with girls and boys together I to see how you can 
dance and in fourth grade we had an assessment where we had to like you had to run the gym the perimeter of the gym like twice and then they taught us i'm not joking juggling you had to get oh, the scarf juggling well they would teach you scarf really? juggling and then if you would go up in front of the gym teacher and show that you can juggle three scarves then they'd give you like beanie like bean bags yeah, yeah. and then you go on to like a ball at the end and that was like how it. far did you get on that one i remember i actually like i got up to the final one to like i got through the scarf juggling and through like the uh bean bag one. really and then i got i remember trying to like do the ball and then like literally gym ended and then we just didn't do it again the next day and i i've since tried to recreate that sometimes and i do not understand the mechanics of juggling i don't know how i did it i forget because it's not just as simple as just like throwing it up and then tossing the other hand and going you have to like do it in sync with like the left and right like the, the way you do it is almost like a two half circles you go right. move your arms in a certain motion but i was like but i i got such a relaxed gym like, growing up compared to both of you guys yeah. even like yeah, i had to do i mean yeah i i had one gym teacher that hated me and made sure to let me know that he hated me. Was it because you never changed for gym? No, I did. Ch- I did oh, change for gym. I, mean, I don't I, think. I, I, I don't think in my whole four years of high school I ever changed. For oh gym. my! Throughout the four years of high school, I wore this awesome uh, ROTC like tracksuit. No, 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 this, <laughs> yeah. no this is horrifying. Uh, Aunt Sharon bought me from QVC uh, uh, Return of the Jedi T-shirt that was oh. because everyone always thought I was a large or yeah. whatever. So it was like a massive Return of the Jedi T-shirt that was like. Half of Yoda's head that I then tucked into like swish pants. Oh, we had to have a full. Well, I did. You had to have white t-shirt, shorts, white socks, sneakers, and you had to stand in line. Like it was like I think we had twenty-five in the class, so everybody was assigned a number. You had to stay in your spot, and you'd go one prepared, two prepared, three. And you had to go, and then if you weren't prepared, you had to step out of line and run. Like it, like yeah. you had, you didn't have shoes. If you didn't have sneakers on, you had to run and whatever. They did that stuff too. Like the if you didn't get changed, like right? The, the prepare, yeah. They would. And to show you how things have changed in in schools and whatever, if you couldn't do something, our gym teacher used to call us sandbox Susies. So that was always a tough thing. You didn't want to be called the sandbox Susie because you couldn't do an event of whatever they had planned, or you didn't have your uniform. Uh, properly you had to have your shirt tucked in your shorts a certain length you couldn't be you know it was like crazy you had to be it was like you were in the army we, we were still actively mocked in in in, in yeah. school when i went there was a teacher that was so hated in gym i was not there for this but i heard about it uh that that they were demonstrating the trust fall and the kids all <laughs> pulled back, pull back and the teacher hit the ground so yeah, I mean... I'm sure the whole class would do a lap. <laughs> did you do a lap for that? Yeah. The, the school did not know what to do about that. that, was, that a tough, was, was there at least a mat underneath? I or? don't think so. Ouch. I, I think they just hit the ground. They just all... That's... that's and they claimed they didn't know what they had to do. Well, there you go. That is and good. just getting back to your juggling for a second, Mike. I thought because you're ambidextrous, I thought that might be a little easier for you because you're good lefty and righty with things and that's I, I, I think because I could never juggle and I, I tried to juggle another thing I can't do it is odd I just I don't understand the mechanics of it if that makes sense but I feel yeah, like yeah, and I feel like now too if I commit it you know I bet it you goes to any of us do it. if we were like looking up a video and saw like that we could we could do it but I was also like 
I had to do it for that class. Again, gym was never consistent. So you go in one day, they would be like run around the gym. You go in another day, it was kickball. The next day, dodgeball. And then after that, it was like, oh, you're juggling today. So it was like, I never got any real reason to do I got the the credit, like the check that day for completing it. So I never went back. That's so weird because we had like units. Like you did, like this was our football unit. This is our... You know, soccer, they, they basketball. Yes, yeah, absolutely. We, we do that, and then like once a week, you might get like a game in something. But yeah. the uh, um, we did, we did. I, w- I will say, especially as it got to middle school and high school, we did have like units where it was like, okay, we're doing volleyball for like this month. Well, didn't you play floor th- hockey though? Once you didn't you do that? I did. I did play floor hockey, and I I did love that. I was actually good at floor hockey, but I would also you give Mike a stick and a chance to hit somebody. The floor, ho- the floor hockey was a lot. That was my favorite. Thing I too. never was... I never gravitated towards sports. I didn't really like. I loved watching you know hockey, but I never really liked to play sports. It was just never my like thing. But when we would do gym and we would do certain events, I'd like I would. That was my time to be like, all right, now I'm an athlete for we, this. We moment. had archery. Did you have archery? No, but I would love to do like archery and we shit did. like that. We, we did. Yeah, archery was a lot of fun. But, but even, but even it, with it, the floor hockey, I remember like, you know, th- that's like you would have the team of like the athletes, the kids who played football and basketball and all that, and going against the kids who didn't care about gym and would cut every day. So it's like you'd yeah, have that. that. But it. I love that. That would I would go down, block shots. Uh, you weren't supposed to take slap shots. We would be Do you think it. this might be an event we could maybe get into an Olympic uh Floor hockey. Well, coming if, up, if shooting to me is an Olympic sport, which summer is and so winter odd. now they have that. Yeah, well they have the biathlon and they have the, the like the hand pistol, which I think is, and then we have skeet shooting, which is an Olympic yeah. event. Which is, is it great. real? I didn't even yeah. see it. I haven't seen that. We we, we got the gold in skeet shooting. Well, there you go. So you mean they go pull and you? Yeah, there's like there's wow. like skeet trap. I know that there's the the pistol shooting. Which is like now a meme of like this Russian, like <laughs> like the the gun because it's like it's not like a real pistol. It's like an air pistol. It's like a BB right. Gun. Yeah. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. Well, because in the biathlon, it's a twenty two rifle. Right. And you right. ski with that. Well, yes. That's just what, so yeah. funny. It looks like you're a Bond villain. Yeah. It's basically it's all right things for Bond villains. But uh, she's just got her hand in her pocket and she's shooting and she got gold and it's it's wow. like yeah it's it's a. Uh, Archery might be fun too, though. Ar- yeah, archery, you know, that the would Olympics, be cool. It is cool, I but it's just more... holding it, you know, and getting that tension and getting it. It's so hard. I archery. give more credit to uh, not to like not like I could pick up a twenty-two rifle and just hit a target dead center every time, but I give way more credit to the people who archery, who they can just hit in the target every time consistently. That's got to be way tougher. And then to draw. And load and fire like that, like yeah, because you you, to... you also have a time. You can't like line up your shot for like five minutes. You have to like yeah, just draw and keep going. And neither both of those sports too. Wind plays the you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, if you're yeah, shooting yeah. or if you got the arrow, I you know that's. And now there's like I mean like there's there's sights and stuff, but still it's not like you can add much to that. You're still right. just using your eye and shooting. Uh, there's that. I mean, break dancing just became an Olympic sport. I'm I, right. This I don't know if it's in, in this Olympics. I don't think. So. I, I you know what? I think it's what they call like um, you don't get medals for it. It's like to see if it. It's like an exhibition. An event? exhibition event. I don't know if it's to see if actual like would actually watch it or something. Is right. I think it's something like that. I think they have like to come that. up with how to yeah. score it too. Because I know that. Yeah. Uh, I know that now. This year was the first year that skateboarding was yeah. like actually. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I was in before, or now it's getting. 
because I know they have uh, snowboarding in the in the in the Winter Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I guess they want to get maybe kids more involved in you know watching but it maybe. Or... When you think about it, I mean, did you know like poetry used to be an Olympic event? That like in like well, in, now in, that one might have been in something in, in the modern games in like the twenties, really? like up to like right before World War Two, they would have like competitive essayists. And poets. Now there, now that, see, there you go. There, yeah, no, there, there. That might be. Maybe we can do competitive podcasts. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, give, take give on it, the it, big boys. Give it Here 20 we years. Go. Yeah. But, oh but because they'd have like the bracketing of the highest versus the lowest, it would be that's like right. Past you know prime versus the Joe Rogan podcast. We could do yeah. it. First we could first round. I would, I would we'll love take to it. take on Joe Rogan. We could do it. But I, I Joe think... Rogan's five foot six. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. They say that's like the meme now. But there was like a, it was yeah you know, it was I think it was supposed to show off like your overall national talent, talent and that was right. That well, that's, you know, it's something. I mean, having literary talent, that's true. But then it just, I guess, went down to, like, how yeah. fast you Yeah. Go. But then when you think about some of the things that are events, I mean, it's, like, kind of crazy. And I don't want to get the horse people angry about us. But, like... Well, Bruce Springsteen's daughter, daughter is competing in dressage, which is just, like, make the horse kind of dance a little bit, which... Who's doing more work there, the horse or the person well, on top of it? Well, I think they become one at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Follow me left, follow me right. Oh, that she's not jumping? No, I think she's dressage. I think. Could we? Can we? Let's verify that before the end of the yeah. podcast, because I don't want to shortchange Bruce Springsteen. I don't in want case the he's boss to angry with me. Yeah. Because I don't want you know. You can, I mean, you can do multiple. You could be in multiple things. Oh so yeah. She could probably be in both. She could be in both. She can get that horse to dance. Maybe yeah. she's doing the dancing in the dark with uh, the Springsteen let's, song. Let's that might see. Be. But I feel like too. I don't know. You should also be almost required to be multifaceted in certain aspects. Yeah, like you... If I you're going to be in the... Like, imagine if that is a, a thing where it's just the... I don't know what the name of it when you're Versage, making... Versage. When exactly. you're making the horse yeah. dance. If, imagine being like, that is the only... Like, I'm an Olympic equestrian, but that is the only event I do. Is yeah. I just am really Olympically good at making a horse dance. <laughs> so I'm like... But, I, yeah. Any of it can be... I mean... The, 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 it, it takes talent to do well, all it's of like, it. So it it's know. like when you have, like, we talked about in, in, in like, the running and things. Like no, that. it's they, jumping. Sorry, it's jumping. It is jumping. It is jumping. All right, let's not, Pushing you know. both? we got to verify I that. think it's just jumping. Wow. It's just right. jumping. And yeah. when, instead of saying running, I meant to say track and field, so we can edit that. Yes. But, like, track and field, you can do, like, the 100 meters, the 200 meters, oh, yeah. the... the you know the pole vault. Uh, well, actually, if you're running, you're not going to do pole vaulting, but you, you get but my yeah, gist can, of what you're I mean, saying. You can do you more can than do one both, event. Yeah. You can be in, right, right, right. Because not many runners, and all of a sudden say, "Hey, I got to go pole vault." Yeah, I'll be right back before. That was crazy. Uh, I mean, the 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 Jamaican team like getting the clean sweep of gold, bronze, and silver all this. I mean, and that one woman who won gold was like the Olympic. She like broke the Olympic record for the uh, for like track running. This year, oh, so. for the hundred meter, was it? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Least, yeah I, for the Jamaican team. So it's like, well, it's Usain Bolt was Jamaican too, right? So yeah. The, the so the legend yeah, both continues. Men and women in Jamaica are just the fastest runners in the world. So she is. She is a jumper. She is a jumper. jumper. And I know her horse has like the horse is like fifteen years old. It's not a young horse she's got here. It's, it's a real like, Cinderella story of her horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. I, I they gave the name of the horse. It's like. It was an article about it. Horses always have ridiculous names. Yeah, it's extremely long. It's like John, whatever. I couldn't even, you know. So if that's a sport, I will not poo-poo breakdancing, which breakdancing takes a significant amount of uh, 
it is in some ways gymnastic in its uh, ability. And if like the thing like you know we see the things that we see in gymnastics, but there's also like the thing where they have like the ball. And, like, they dance around with the ball and, like, kind of the hula hoop thing. And then they have, like, the... There are other floor routines. Yeah, there are other floor routines that we don't understand. But, like, probably takes... not Definitely takes an incredible amount of athleticism and coordination to do. Just, we don't get it. Well, synchronized (laughs) swimming, synchronized diving. Anything synchronized is amazing. Yeah, some of the synchronized divers, the way they jump and, like, fold together, then, like, go down. Like, but it looks like, if you're watching it side by side, you can't see a difference between the pl- yep. uh, people because they jump in sequence together. It's crazy. But, well, yeah, I mean, we are watching the best Olympic, you know, athletes in the world doing it. Well, so you, I guess that's... What did you say before that we, we started talking, Mike, the, 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 the Olympics needs a... Control group. Oh, the yes. Olympics. Yeah, yeah I, right. the Olympics definitely needs a control. If there's not going to be some style of, uh, you know, Hunger Games s things, where one they should have like somebody for every single event who's never done it, or is just a random, per- you know, then you see you have a regular person doing it, so you can compare to how great the Olympic athletes actually are. Well, one of my favorite things about the Olympics, and I haven't done it as much this year because I think it's just how like I love Japan and I love. I think there's just so much. COVID stuff and the timing's weird and there's been some weird stuff this Olympics where I'm not watching as much as I normally well the thing is they're 14 hours ahead yeah so like last night I was up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and I was watching the the golf final the gold medal round in golf and but I, was... you know I did the one in South Korea I mean I think I'm missing the audience a little bit you know you miss a little well like, yeah there the, is that the, is the thing like the, when they win in like he won last night in golf and it was like just the People that were there, like working the you know the grounds to make sure that nobody did run on or you know like the yeah. spotters for where the ball lands. Part of the Olympics is a spectacle, but uh, the one thing that my favorite thing about the Olympics is how like as you watch it, like the first day is like this is amazing, and then by like maybe day three or four, it's like well nope, that's going to cost them a medal. Like, like <laughs> yeah, you start right, to, right. You start to you know notice, a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, nope, that turn. I just want to get the name of Springsteen's Jessica Springsteen, by the way. The horse, the horse's name is Don Juan Van de Donkhove, D-O-N-K-H-O-E-V-E, Donkhove. That's the name of her horse. So I did, I just wanted to get that, uh, get that out there because, of course, if Bruce is listening, he is taking a month off his show on Broadway. We can always use tickets when he comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just touching on what Michael was saying though about having a person, like a lay person, being told to do an event. I just want to talk about Simone Biles for just a second because she kind of got a lot of people were in her corner, which they should be. But then there were some people saying, oh, you know, come on. What, what is this twisties thing you have? Or you, you're not going to compete. You've wasted all this time. I mean, you gave all this time. And now you're not doing Do you realize, like, how dangerous of a sport, first of all, that is? Gymnast. You know, to being a gymnast. And why are we like, okay, we're disappointed we didn't see her, but for her to get like some people shaming her, yeah, you know, kind of like, you know, rub me the wrong way here. I, you know, I, I would go a little stronger, but I don't want to. But I'm like, how are we to say, like, if this woman's going through some type of issues that we're going to be saying, well, just suck it up and whatever. It's not, you know, our life, it's hers. She's won a tremendous amount of, of medals she's represented this country unbelievably 
She's done and been through so many things. We wouldn't even want to get into the the horrors, that, the horrors of yeah. like the the coaches and and some of the things that went through with all not just her but a lot of the girls on a lot of the women rather. I don't want to say girls, forgive me. A lot of the women, but a lot was done to them when they were girls. Right, exactly, yeah, you know? and 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 the sacrifice that you make to to be the best at and she was the best of the best. There's no question about it. I mean, like you said earlier, there, we were talking about it before the show. There's moves that she's pat, you know, patented or whatever yeah. the word is that <laughs> only she could do, basically. Essentially, yeah. You know, so she's had some issues here, the twisties, it's called, or whatever, and she couldn't compete. And I give her credit for that, rather than going out and saying, a, not only for herself, but she said, I could hurt my team here. I could stop them from winning a medal. I could stop all of them that have worked so hard to get a team medal or a combined medal because of my issues. Yeah. So, and think about how cool it is because uh, the girl who uh, won, I think she just won gold, uh, Lee. Her name is, uh, uh, I think it's I think it's actually like Sunny Lee, S-U-N-I Lee. She got gold. I don't know if it was the same event that Simone Biles was going right. to, but like that got to be a huge story. Uh-huh. A girl who's 24, which is insane to say this, but that's like old for... The oh, yeah. US, gymnast- yeah. She she got to compete in an event that she never got to compete in because Simone uh-huh. had the you know she's obviously going through something that's very legitimate. Uh, yeah, she got to compete. She meddled. so it's like also there's like she did this for herself. She did this for her team. Yeah, uh, she did this for and it, it did give other American athletes who worked very hard the spotlight. You can look at it that way. This is a person who's doing something. Obviously, for their mental health, and it is insane to me. All of these people who have probably never done anything close to this in their life, coming out and criticizing and, and commenting, where I don't think there's anything better as a teammate and an athlete to realize your own limitations and say, "Hey, there's other people who can do this too," and and why damage myself for this? And she's already one of the most medaled, I think, the most medaled gymnast, like. Yes, yeah, right. for the U.S. She's competed and won medals, gold medals, with three broken toes in previous uh, Olympics. She, like you said, she has moves that she specifically created. And she has been, and it's been, like, even noted in the gymnastics world that she could do a move and not get as many points as legally she should because they're, like, it is so unfair her talent there's no standard to set to it yeah right she, she does a that move good. that that, that it, it's like they punish her for being great beyond everything right. and then and people yeah and people were like comparing it i mean people on her side were like you know michael jordan being the greatest ever they didn't give him one point for a basket instead of two because of his greatness right. being that right. so it's like she gets all these limitations put on her anyway for her unreal talent yeah, and and it's the guys who probably got cut from their high school, you know, varsity team who are saying that she's not a good enough athlete right. to do it. It's like, yeah, I, I love all of the people coming out and being like, I saw this thing that they're like, we've raised a generation of wusses. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, what like what more? Like, by all rights, she could have just retired. Right. She still went through every... She was getting medals in qualifications up to this. Everything about her wanted to compete. And then she gets there, and this happens to her, and you have the the gnaw to the shame her. The audacity. Yeah, yeah. To, to shame her. It's it, crazy. It goes Another, to, no, I'm sorry. It goes to Michael's point of, all right, come here. We're going to train you for, let's say, six months or whatever. We're going to... 
now try to do go on the uneven bars, go on the parallel bars, go on, you know, the the pommel horse or whatever, and try and see, and have the pressure of, you know, not only your teammates, you're playing for your whole country, actually here. You know, it's not like you're on just a team and a sports team like in the like the Yankees. Okay, the Yankees are liked here, but they're hated in Boston. When you're an Olympic athlete, all of America tunes in to see you. And the pressure alone, A, to make the team, then to try to compete against other athletes who train just as hard as you, and then try to get to, through qualifying, just to get to the medal round, where how difficult that's got to be. Just because you make the Olympic team, that you're not guaranteed a medal either. No, so no. the pressure that's on you, and let's say, you know, she's so great at what she's done, she was able to get endorsements, and God bless her for it. But some of the other, like if you're a... a badminton player you're not going to get the endorsements but you're doing it for the love like she did but because of that love of that sport that so many people have we we she becomes ours now you know you're winning not only for you simone you're doing it for all of us but the intense pressure that you've got to be under oh yeah she also made like any like me even just as an example like a fan of gymnastics where the sense of her talent is so great that I can, like, I couldn't necessarily watch an Olympic gymnastics routine and be like, oh, this is good or this is not good comparatively to this or that. Right. But you can watch her and just, even a layman can see just how talented she is. Like, the the elevation that she can get off of that second jump that she, when she does all those twists in the air and everything. Right. But it's like, there's even, she's getting... I feel like gymnastics is the most it's ever been talked about, especially in recent years, and it's all because, for better or for worse because of her and her talent. Well, like the U.S. domination of gymnastics is it's 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 crazy. Like 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 how how good we like how that. But like, she's that's, been so she's, so she's good. been integral yeah. to that. And you know, Michael brought up Jordan. Yeah, you know Michael Jordan, and that's when you see her do what she does, you're like. How did Jordan do that? Well, then how did she do You know, Jordan's talked about as the greatest basketball player of all time. She's, if not the greatest, one of the greatest gymnasts of all time, male or female. But she did things that were thought to be incredible. Like, you can't do what she did. And even you know I mean? bringing a step further, too, like in the Olympics as well, uh, Naomi Osaka, who is the uh, tennis player, who she... Right. Who, she uh, Again, with Simone, she had, like... Uh, she bowed out of a tournament because of for her own mental health. Wimbledon, went, she yeah. left. Right. But then now she she went to uh, the Olympics. She competed there. She did end up losing in an upset. But it's just like her for raw talent is just insane. But her unlike unnecessary criticism that she gets for pulling right. out and all the if she didn't you know if she didn't pull out of Wimbledon, who knows she maybe couldn't have made it to the Olympics for her right. own sake. And even though she maybe, I don't even know if she meddled, because I know she, like I said, lost an upset, but she, like, just a good, like, good for her to even make it there. And, and I, like, to yeah. do that for herself and for her mental health. And right. another person like Simone who gets unnecessarily hate for no reason on that. I, Absolutely. I think that people, too, uh, and a lot of, I mean, because I actually have to say, for the most part, it seems like a lot of athletes have been very supportive. Yes. And, yes, which has been which has been good to see. But I think that it used to be, which I don't think a lot of people understand, especially like some of these these commentators and stuff. That it's like 
it used to be you just had to deal with the sports magazines talking about you once every four years, and right. maybe ABC News and Wide World of Sports asking you a question. Now it's you have constant attention on you, and everyone has their opinion, and everything is brought to you constantly because of the internet ecosystem that we have that I, I don't know how you turn your brain off to that much criticism constantly right and you you have to because through a lot of these endorsements too you can't just be like I'm not in social media you have to engage right. with people you have to do that and to see that every single day sure and deal with that she, she I mean like I'm very happy it seems like she feels like she's being very supported but some of the stuff that's been said about her is just insane for it, this level like, of greatness like you said too like with the you know it goes to okay you'd have a sports magazine but under a magazine a published magazine there weren't hundreds of thousands of comments from yeah, people yeah. you know the yeah. any and it's anything. She could post, like, Simone, but you can follow Simone on Twitter. You can follow her on Instagram. She could post a picture of her looking at a sunset, something totally not, you know, related to gymnastics. And people will be in the comments being like, wow, you bowed out of this tournament. They'll constantly yeah. bring it up to her, right. always. So it's, yeah, there's such an immense, like, pressure that you have to deal with that was never there before. It's for, like you talked about, too, saying that 20, 30 years ago, nobody cared if you had mental issues yeah you know what i mean yeah they don't want to hear it well you're get you're an athlete you're getting paid yeah they forget that they're like after their three hours or two hours or however long the game or whatever sport they're playing they still have 20 hours in the day to have to deal with that pressure of i was good today i have to be good tomorrow i've got to do this i've got to get better or i'm never going to make the team or i'm not going to be i'm not going to win a medal or i'm not going to make the whatever sport you're in it's better it's talked about because I think a lot of people kept it quiet for so long that it's, if it's brought out in the open, other people that are going through these things in other fields of life, other, you know, whatever. It's not a stigma that, oh, okay, this person will, you know, deal with it. You know, now yeah. it's out in the open more. And I think it's brave that she could have just gone in or said, you know what, I pulled something. I can't compete. Because and they left it like that. I, no, I, she told you actually, she told the truth. And she's getting nailed for being told the truth, and, which and is I, crazy. And I think, if I remember correctly, when the story was first coming out, the, the trainers were going to cover for her and say that there was some sort of injury. I, I don't know. Uh, you might be. I, I heard something, because at first it was, when I got the news alert, it was like that Simone Biles is coming out for uh, injury. Oh, okay. And right. I think she went and said went that, public and went public that could be that could be i don't think it was like necessarily a cover-up or anything i think no. it was they wanted to <clears throat> right maybe they were thinking they were helping her out she's like yeah. hey no i'm gonna say yeah, you could just what say, i'm here for i'm not competing today i have an injury yeah. and then there would be no questions right asked, but I she went something. to social yeah. media to be like no this is i want to be upfront and open to anybody else having these issues it's and, not like let's a, face it after, after the year that people had and you know we were talking about this earlier too the olympics they had a false start they train right. for four years. And have and an extra year added. Absolutely. Extra year added. And they go back. And they're going back to this really weird Olympics where there's been a lot of stuff said about it. And then people are even saying, you know, in Japan, why are we doing this right now? Why? Like, why? Right. Why? You know, like, 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 there's a lot there. So all of that on top of every other mental pressure that this woman said. And then every single thing Simone Biles does has been under a microscope. Oh, Yes. And you know, we talked about the other things that she's had to go through. I could, I could not imagine having her. Right. Like, you, like, yeah, you get the gold medals, and yeah, you get the endorsement deals, but that that pressure cooker. And you're the face of that sport. Let's be honest with you. 
Like they start with you. Whenever, yeah, glo- right. You're not just known in the U.S. You're known all around the world as the best of something. And to say I can't do it at this point takes a lot of courage too, because you could have faked injury like we talked about. Just said, oh man, I pulled a hamstring or I my knee is twisted. I can't compete. But she came out and said, hey. And she was good enough a teammate. She didn't like bail. She was there rooting on her her the rest of the team. It wasn't yeah. like she's like, well, I'm done. I can't even be in the venue. I don't want to. She wasn't like, well, I can't do it, so I'm not gonna. She was there cheering on her team. I, I think she deserves a lot, a lot of credit for that. And that, you know, yeah, and you touched upon it before too, because not only you'd think like we were mentioning, okay, you're representing America. All of America is behind you, right? But these are mostly American commentators and and just even just normal people who are talking bad about her when you already Mm. think like you said she's the face of the sport not only for she's not the best gymnast in america she's the best like globally right you also have citizens and other olympians in other countries constantly not like in a in a like villainous way but always kind of rooting for her to mess up because they're they want to meddle they right, want they yeah, want to be right. they want to always be better than her they're hoping she goes out there twisting ankle so they have a chance to get the gold you know right so you already have every other country in the world looking at you hoping who you has fail. like let's say healthy competitive yeah view of her yeah right and then you have you want to beat the best obviously. yeah yeah and then you have the really just vile stuff and she's right. got to deal with both of that yeah. right Imagine, like, too, I couldn't imagine, like, you have to work through your own, like, you have to conquer every other athlete in your country, essentially, to get to the point where you're on right. the Olympic team, to be there, like, you have to, there's just a level of compete I, I, I can't you, even imagine. you can't, like, say, well, I'm going to take a couple of weeks off. I mean, she's training every day to stay on top. It's not like, well, I'm going to take six weeks off, uh, I don't feel like training. You've reached the top, the pinnacle, but you're not finished yet, because, and then, like you said... The Olympics were postponed for a year, so your mind and body was going. Okay, I get so many days till the Olympics, so many days to the Olympics. Then, unfortunately, what happened this pandemic all over the world, you know, was obviously more, you know, than just the Olympics. But now you've got to go and say, I still have to keep on training. Yeah, I've got another year. I've got to get ready for this, so that your body is taking an extra year of punishment. To get ready for an Olympics that was supposed to happen a year before. It's not like she stopped training because the Olympics... Yeah, no, they didn't get to quarantine and learn how to make sourdough bread. Right. They she didn't. still had to go I, and work and out. For and, every athlete, it must be even tough, too, because then, you know, your training gets all messed up because right. you can't go to the same gyms. You're probably doing it more at home. You can't do the same routines. You can't go to the same grocery stores even to get your thousand calories every day, yeah. you know? like Right, right, you right. Your whole routines are messed up and you're still... Still and trying to do what you, you know, can to be the best. And all that gets forgotten because we want to see her win a gold medal. Yeah, and, and, and she's some sort of... I, I'm just so... I just get so mad because I think of it like I've seen some people that I know like like share stuff that's like she's a wuss and people used yeah. to be this way. It's like, you have no idea. Well, Michael Phelps stuck up for her right away and said, hey, you know what? The pre- I've, I've won the most gold medals, of any, most Olympic medals of anybody, but you don't think the pressure was there every day to... Or every day I'm swimming and, and that's all I can think about and whatever. It, it's, it helps when you have other athletes, like we said, come out and say. I was very happy, too, that Carrie Strug came out because there's all those pictures of, like, look at what Carrie Strug did with a bro. And, and right. Which Carrie, that vault. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that's I mean, iconic. It was thing. very She's famous like, for my generation because you remember she was getting carried off. Right, and she right, right, that, right, right. With, with her trainer and everything like that. But it's like, then they were, like, showing a picture of, 
you know, comparing her somehow to Simone right. Biles. I, I, I just appreciated that Carrie Strug was like, you know, back off yeah. this girl and don't compare. You have no yeah. idea. You don't you know. Because no that could have happened to her at any time. Exactly. And, and you don't know if Simone Biles, if it was just that, might have said, I'm going to do it anyway. You know, so... Also, this twisties thing isn't something that's just made up. It's like the gymnasts yeah. are saying, like they literally cannot. T- it's it's a form of, in some ways, like a vertigo, like or right. hysterical blindness, where you can't tell down from up when you're in those positions, and you could really hurt yourself. <laughs> you're not kidding. Like, yeah, you don't want to land on like you were talking neck. about your gym teacher when they pulled back yeah. and you know get it, you know I mean, break her back, break her neck, God forbid, or anything else. So I just wanted to get that out there because I, I you know, not that she needs. Us, but, but we you know, support you. Simone. But we and yes. she's always welcome. Again, as I say to anybody we bring up, you're always welcome on the podcast. Another person I'd like to have on the podcast is Aaron Rodgers, because we've talked about nothing but Aaron Rodgers for a long time. But he's back with the Green Bay Packers, and he kind of laid into the Packers. And, and Mike is going to get into that with us a little bit because he was like, "Hey," and Bill Parcells said this a long time ago, and he was the coach of the Patriots. He said, "If you want me to cook the dinner." You gotta let me buy the groceries, and Aaron Rodgers is saying the same thing to the Packers. Hey, Tom Brady did it, and he won. Use me. I'm here. I can get free agents maybe to come to Green Bay. So he's now we know for at least one more year he's going to be in Green Bay. But Mike, he was at the press conference and did kind of lay into the GM a little bit. Yes, you know he uh, did. It was funny. He did say. Uh, he said like kind of what we've been echoing on the podcast a lot too. He said, let's be honest, Green Bay is not a vacation spot. When people <laughs> come here to play, they want to play with me. They want to play to win because right. they think that this is their best opportunity to win. I so, realize just too, this is just stupid, how far away like Green Bay is from like Milwaukee. Like yeah. like how there's it's it's nothing up there. It's just desolate. It's, Sorry, people no, of Green it's Bay. It's the Green Bay Packers. That's yeah. it. You know, like that's all it is. But Mike, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Go no, ahead. it's it's true. So he's like, listen, nobody's coming here because it's a great vacation spot. He's like, right. I. He listed off a bunch of players over the past five or six seasons who the Packers have let go, either not even offered a contract or were lowballing them a ton. He mentioned uh, how he wanted to. He's like, listen, people want to play with me. I should be involved in free agency. I should be involved with recruiting. I should. He, he echoed again how, what he said before. It had nothing to do with Jordan Love. It had nothing to do with that. He's like, I just wanted to be involved in the drafting process. I wanted to be involved in free agency. I wanted to be involved in signings. And he's like, there's people in the locker room who you appreciate too, like, Clay Matthews, he was, you know, playing on the right. opposite end of the field. He was on defense, but he's like, there's his guys in the locker room, personalities that you can't replicate. And he's right. like, you you want those people there. So he he laid into the Packers, but also was saying that this is he's here. This is his year. He's going to be more involved, hopefully. And he wants to then from what it seemed like, because we were talking, he was gonna be offered a two year extension to be there for five years. Right. I think he reworked it so this is his last year. I he right. They wanted to offer him more money and more years. He was like, I want to be out. So give me this right. year. We'll try it again to see if it works. Cause I think he knew what we were saying. Right. Green Bay is his best option right now to win. Would they you say are a this solid team. Green Bay's last dance because I'm watching. <laughs> right. I'm watching well, that it's night. funny. He and Devontae Adams posted uh, that said the last dance because, uh, but you can't compare Jordan no, Pittman no, 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 no. when you've only won one 
to yeah, what you've no, got no. going here. But that's why I said Green Bay is last. Right. Time. Not... But you know the, the thing with, with Aaron Rodgers makes good points. Like you want to get me, but the the other side of it is, you know, you're loyal to your friend and you want them there, but it's also a business. So if that guy, let's say you bring in somebody that you thought is going to help your team, and Aaron Rodgers goes, well, this guy, whoever it might be. And I'm not saying Rodgers is wrong. I'm not. No. I agree. But let's say he, the, the person he's bringing in is terrible. And then the Packers say, hey, Aaron, you know, no offense, but this guy's dropping passes. He's missing blocks. You know, he's supposed to use a tight end, let's say, or whoever, you know, position on the offense that you wanted him. But he's not that good. But you wanted him here. What are we going to do? We got to cut him, or we can't play him. That's the other side of what Green Bay's thinking, but that's their you know defense. But the thing is, you've got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Guys are going to want to come and play with Aaron Rodgers, even though it's Green Bay. If you got a chance to win a title, it's easier maybe to recruit to somebody to Tampa because <laughs> Tom Brady's there and won his sixth and now his seventh with them. So it, it's not I get like what anyone, Rodgers. Yeah, I get what Rodgers is saying. I do, and. And athletes do have more of a a say now, especially like well, Aaron Rodgers does, Brady does, but more coming out and saying let's Russell Wilson tried it, and we talked about that too. But it is a different world of sports now. I mean, because even with LeBron um, with the Lakers, and I'm not trying to bring this up as they made the West uh, Russell Westbrook trade, and a lot of people saying well Westbrook doesn't fit in with this team. He's not. He's a great player. But he's not what the Lakers need. But apparently, well, rumors have it, whatever, that LeBron wanted Westbrook. So they went out and got Russell, you know, Russell Westbrook. He's a friend. They're buddies now. And he wanted him to come into the Lakers. So if that's going to work, we'll find out. But it's, again, is it somebody just wanting somebody they want on their team? Or is it really going to be helpful to the team to win? That's what Rodgers is saying, though. Give me guys that I, I need here. Draft a wide receiver or call me. Well, not yeah. that you're going to be in the the draft, you know, the draft room, uh, you know, for a wide receiver from Mississippi State. You may not know, but guys in the league that are free agents. Hey, I know this guy, and not only on offense, but I know defense. I can see the way this guy performs when I'm playing. He's hard to throw against. He's a good corner, or he's a good linebacker. I, you know, he knows. He's been around the league for 14 years. That kind of knowledge is really useful. But then does it get to know your place, Aaron? We're the GM. We're the personnel department. Whoever we get for you, and we haven't drafted horribly, but whoever we get, you know, just go along with it. But after a certain time and you've got a legacy that he has, even though it's only one Super Bowl, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, you could have won more too, but he is considered the greatest quarterback in the NFL right now and maybe one of the top five of all time from a lot of people that you see. So he does have a right at this point. He's earned it to say. It's not like a rookie can come in and say, hey, I don't want this guy. I want this guy. I went to college with this guy. Draft him or whatever. So he does have the right in that sense because it's earned, I think, for, for Rodgers for this. So that's a, you know. I'm gl- it's, it's just a, that, that Brady syndrome. He wants to be a I'm glad say. he's back with Green Bay because it's the best place he's going to be. Now next year, who knows where he could be. You know, yeah. he could be... You know, in Denver, he could be in Miami, wherever. But he wants to win, and this is his best chance of, of, of winning. So, I, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with it. But, you know, it's going to get tougher. You know, you're a little older. He's obviously driven because he's Aaron Rodgers, and he wanted to prove when they drafted Jordan Love, he had an MVP season. So he's 
he's going to put up the numbers. Can the team like get to that extra step that they needed to take to get to the Super Bowl for his sake? We'll see. I mean, I don't know if he. It's not something you you, de- you deserve to get there. You have to work to get there. So we'll see how it all plays out. But at least he's back, and we all we've said this a couple of times. Green Bay is the place he's going to be. He's not going to go anywhere. If he was going to go, he would have went before the draft, not while all these rosters are set and everything. So I just think that if Aaron Rodgers comes on this podcast, he's going to spend time, more time talking with me about really nerdy stuff because that seems to be oh. the way he is. He's like he's 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 not going to answer the I mean, except for this press conference where it seemed like he was on a hot mic finally speaking his mind, but he's he's look he's more than welcome. He's we throw like I said we turned down no one to be on this podcast and Aaron Rodgers of course is more than welcome. We could do it remote too. He doesn't have to come to Green. We'd even go to Green Bay if he would do it. We could go there for uh, you know. He'll fly us out. We'll yeah, go meet us. Yeah, we'll be, you know, and while we're in Green Bay and we hit Milwaukee, we see the Greek freak, and then we hit, you know, Aaron Rodgers. So we're getting, you know, I the just best of see, both. I think I, I love uh, mid-century modern design in Vince Lombardi's office. Like I have, paid, it's one of the most beautiful offices you've ever seen. So we'll if, see, it's, there you if go. it's preserved, I'd love to see it. I'm sure it is. It's just paneled. It's beautiful. It's, I'm sure it is. It, and, it's, and maybe we can it, even take a tour of his home. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Because famous he, basement, the famous basement where he'd have his parties Party's at the good. end of of the games. So that's the Aaron Rodgers thing. We're, we've covered that now. The preseason football starts this Thursday. The Cowboys Steelers uh, play the Hall of Fame game already. So it start well. Season starts in a, in a month, September. They wow. start. So the camps are all open, and the NFL Network was like twenty two hours of going to every camp that's open. They're going to keep doing that and. And I remember when we used to go to the Giants camp, not you, Zach, but Mikey and Melissa, Stephen, would go to the watch New York Giants train and up in Albany. was mm-hmm. always a lot of fun for us, get a lot of autographs, see the, you know, and see people catch, you know, passes and go, woo, they're going to be so good and whatever. But that was always fun going to training camp. I loved it that. I'm sure it was. It was. Definitely, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Zach would stay home and... Uh, he was training for the Olympics. Sir, I, right? I, I, I remember one year distinctly. I built a model ship. Ready that was go. what I did. Yeah, because we would go and spend the like spend the night, and then you know go the next. Because they used to practice two days. Yeah, the morning and afternoon. Now it's just one time, like you know, two hours or whatever it was. But we went and met a lot of. It was, it training was, camp was fun. Now they do it at like it's in Jersey, and it's different than what it is now. Yeah. And I. It's watching on TV, I'm just yeah, it, yeah. Once again, it went from like we talked about Comic Con being in a small little building, and now it's a hundred thousand people. The same thing with going. It was nice. You'd go to the camps, you'd get a little lunch, and then you come back. It's totally changed. It's all money, but it's the NFL. If you can make money, they'll make money. So, um, do we want to talk about the MLB trades, Mike, or should we just like uh, kind of do that? I mean, we can. Brief. I mean, like, not like it has to be brief, but we can because uh, the a lot of trade. The Dodgers, I'd say, Yankees and Mets made some of the biggest trades. Scherzer the going yeah. to the Dodgers. Chris Bryant going to the Giants. Uh, Baez from the Cubs going to your Mets. Oh yeah, he first game at a home run. Won the, they, they won, they won the, the game, game last yeah, night. Five, four. Uh, Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, and uh, Andrew Heatney uh, came from uh, are on the Yankees now. So uh, the Cubs trade away everybody. Cubs said, "You know fire what? Sale. We are going to have a fire sale and get rid of all our guys." Now, whether it's going to help the Yankees, maybe too little, too late. 
Not sure yet, but we will see. Baez coming to the Mets is a good deal. They're going to get now um, DeGrom back in September. He's out with an uh, inflammation in his arm. Which, I mean, DeGrom has been the best pitcher in baseball for forever. So, you know what? Let him rest. Because somehow the Mets are still in the first place. And they're still in the first place. You know what? Let him him rest. And uh, Yeah, you get him back for September. You know, penny drive, you know, stretch drive. Get to the playoffs. Having him, please. He's the best pitcher last three, four years, without a doubt. is amazing. No doubt about it. Yeah, to the One point. Of the I mean, he's. Uh, we've talked about before on the podcast about how baseball is and whatever, like the state of baseball, not to rehash a whole, but mm. he's made it exciting to watch. Even as somebody who I don't really typically watch a lot of the games, it's like you can see his pitching. And his, I know who he is. I'll yeah. say him and Shohei Otani is oh, amazing. Yes. For the Angels? For right? the Angels. He, is he, is he, he a pitches, pitcher? He pitches, but he could also play... He was, position. He was in the home he's, run derby. He was in the home run derby. He's got 37 home runs. Um, you know, after the All Star break, he's been phenomenal. Well, before the All Star break too, but he's got 37 home runs since the All Star. Uh, not since the All Star break, but he's got 37 now. But he is just a, a two way player. He can pitch, so he pitches every five days. He can DH, and he's a power hitter. He's like the Babe Ruth of our time. Basically, it's, it's Babe very Ruth rare. From, Especially in baseball, because obviously, like you can't be a two-way player in football. You're not. It's not like in the old days when you'd be on, you know, special teams, offense and defense. defense but right. also, even in hockey, okay, you have an offensive defenseman, whatever. Some guys can score more than that and be like a lockdown defenseman. But in baseball, you hardly ever see a pitcher who can just consistently hit home runs, be a position player. He's also isn't he the first like pitcher who's also the like isn't he the designated? He's, he's DH. He yeah. can play the outfield. He's like an amazing. Amazing, amazing player. Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani. Shohei got, Otani. And, but the, the problem, like, if you live on the East Coast, you're they're out that, in yeah, California, yeah. so you don't see a lot of the games that he plays in unless you want to follow the Yankees going out West or when he comes East and you get a chance to see him. But the guy is – and he was um, – when he was in the home run derby, the money that he got for being in the Derby, he gave to the clubhouse people. He didn't keep the money himself. He was like really generous, nicest yeah, guy, the, one of the nicest oh, guys you I'm, want to meet. And he turned, guy. oh yeah, like all the other players, like National League and American League, were like, this guy's a cool dude to hang with, and and he doesn't speak uh, perfect English yet. He's learning English, but he's just got this winning Uh-oh. personality. But the money that he made from the Derby. He gave out to the clubhouse people. He's just that kind of person. He's not like, it doesn't have any ears. And some people were saying, oh, you know, if he's going to be the face of baseball, you got to learn what's going on yeah. here. Like, I think Stephen A. Smith got into a little I, trouble with that yeah. and he had to apologize. But you know what? He's, hey, he's he was, doing he was, what he's doing, yeah. you know? He was Let, saying just... baseball is America's sport. Right. That it would help if he could speak English. But it's like, he's he's made baseball his actions regardless. His actions show what kind of guy this guy is. He, he like he doesn't ha- he couldn't say, look, I'm either going to pitch or I'm going to hit. I'm not going to do both. This guy does both, and he's he's a very good pitcher, and he's a great he's a great fielder, and he's a great power hitter. You're 37 home runs at this time, and he's still got a month and a half, or two months to go yet. So God knows what he can do. I like him. He sounds awesome. Yeah, that might be your Chris Paul at baseball. I'm thinking that. Shohei Atani. Well, I remember I loved uh, Hideki Matsui, and I remember that I Godzilla. I, yeah, Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I got to know his translator as much as him. You know, because you'd see him during the uh, during that um, 
the was it the last not the the last World Series I paid attention to where the Yankees won right was that was four that was, was that was oh eight oh eight oh yeah. okay was when we went for our um we went for our second uh it was the year of oh it was oh eight I believe it was because that was the year that was the same year that um uh, Alicia Keys and Jay Z did the the Empire State of Mind song and they performed it before there was like. Oh wow, that was a that was a, a really really cool time to be a New Yorker. Well, and and, and, and I remember and, being growing up being a Mets fan in a Yankees household and like loving Hideki Matsui. I like because he I was he was just a good he was a good dude too. Because that's again a lot of the it goes for a lot of us in the in this family especially we love like players. They more I more so than a loyalty to a team. We love a player and we love a good personality. And yeah, that's, that's we, the thing. We always love these. So I mean, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, and I'm not an Angels fan, but I root for this dude's success. And if anybody can make baseball interesting, you know what? Good for him. Anybody because who, yeah, who yeah. treats like the the people around that some people right. view as lesser nice. That always yes. gets me when 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 and the, the yeah. fact that you won me over with that he gave. Yeah, he's yeah, he like he just gave the he money like to a, these guys that do. Just, just for his position, I think he came in like third or something like that, or second in the uh, home run derby. He right. got like hundred and fifty thousand, but and he gave it to every all the workers. They got job during this whole COVID time, yeah. so you know that's that's great. It was two thousand nine, but yeah, Otani is is amazing. Uh, you'd have to, I think you read up on him. I, I will. Yeah. I will. He'll be, he'll be your Chris Paul. At first, I was going to say look up some of his highlights, but I was like, you, you'd look up more of I'm his storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Story you can lines. watch some of his home runs because he does have a different sound when that bat comes, that ball comes off the bat. There is. It does, does sound, sound like cool. it, It's like when you would play wiffle ball. It was yeah. a little different coming off your bat than the rest of us. Well, as you said, that I was a natural. You were yeah. a natural wiffle ball player. That I will give you. That I will give you. But uh, you know what? If you want to make uh, baseball interesting, do what the South Koreans and the Japanese do because that that like they go nuts. Oh, it's like the most hyped thing in the world. They somehow make it exciting, and then they all leave in perfect order. It's oh like, yeah, of course. It's like yeah. it's, but it's they go absolutely nuts. It's it sounds a, like a soccer it? match when you hear that. Because also to America, I feel like because it's been America's sport since forever. It's like it's almost not taken for granted. And I say that like I, I I I don't even watch baseball that much. But it's like other countries are now up and coming, creating a lot of stars. And that it's it's like a lot. It's a spectacle. It's a world for, game. It is. It's a it spectacle. Is. I mean, yeah. It is a world. Where game. it used to only be America's game. It's definitely right. But coming, you're getting yeah. players from all over the like the international scouts now. It's a big deal in Japan, in Latin America, Mexico. They're all the scouts are all over. The game is it's like basketball in a way, but it's just the game for a lot of people younger. It's skewed. It's slower than than a basketball or football, and that's why it's it's. Is it still a thing? I remember they did the. It was like it was like a World Cup of baseball where they well, had. They, all it's th- in the Olympics. I know. Yeah, but they are like, and they used to do the World. Um, I don't know if they did it. They do do a um, Caribbean leagues and 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 things like that. You're talking about. There was one year. It was like. Oh yeah, the U.S. against the world. The world, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, and it was yes, like yes. A, an all U.S. team versus an right. all Japanese right, team versus right. like the World Cup, right, right, or like the World Series, well, like the World Series, <laughs> yeah. which which is a real World Series. Yeah. yeah, they're basically some like pros that are you know just retired or yeah. 
but Jeter did play on it back in, in, in a few years ago. I forget what years Jeter was on it, which uh, I should know that, but I was throwing a curve on that one. Yeah. We'll have more information on that. Yeah. But that's our little baseball. I've got to get a little bit better on that. And uh, News broke during this podcast Yes. that um, Gerard Butler is now suing, too. Uh, just so uh, you guys, so we're, we're in the loop. Um, yeah, I... We could there, I'll be quick about this. No, uh, no, don't. I... Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney for the release schedule right. of um, Black Widow because Disney did the release in theaters and release on their uh, streaming service where you right. did have to pay. Uh, but this is kind of like, I don't know where I stand on this right now. I'm, I'm going to really try and learn a little bit more, but it's like these the stars get their pay right, and they get points on the back end of the yeah. box office. Yeah, she worked it into her contract that her salary was like contingent on how well it did in the box office. But it's tough because, I mean, I, I was looking up on this too. I saw some about it. And I know that Gerard Butler like sued, but I think that's more, he was saying because since uh, 2013 is when like Olympus came, uh, Fast yeah, Fallen yeah. came out which is he suing about that he says that he never made anything on the back end from that like still from the studios but we're Scarlett Johansson and now Emma Stone who who did the Cruella movie which also had the Disney Plus and mm. theaters release she's thinking of suing I think her team said because that but so then she, Scarlett Johansson worked in her contract that she would make more based on how good the movie does and you have Disney saying well, it was the height of a pandemic. We ended up pushing it back like four times. We released it. You've made $20 million from it already, from that, and you can still make more because it's still out in theaters. But then you also have her team saying that it's like, well, she didn't know that they were going to release it on Disney+. Plus and all that and how that could hurt it. And then you have you know Kevin Feige, who's been the mastermind of all of the MCU for 10-plus years now. He was... Backing Scarlett Johansson's side, saying he feels embarrassed for her that this happened and blah blah. But I feel like not not like we uh, not like I always need to maybe add an immediate gut reaction to things. Like I should look into it more. But it's tough to. I don't think there's either party I feel bad for really. Yeah. Because at is... one at one side of it, Disney's made more money than than anybody ever will ever, and you know. So I don't really feel if they have to pay Scarlett Johansson more or whatever. But on the other end, too, again, during the height of a pandemic, when people are dying and everything like that, she's complaining that she only made $20 million off of a movie. And this is, yes, her first solo movie, but she's been in the MCU since the beginning. She started in Iron Man 2. She's been in every Avengers movie, everything. She was one of the integral, like, the starting six people. She's made definitely, like, a couple hundred million off of these in, t in all in total, you know, based on her salary and Infinity War and Endgame and all this. So it's really, I, f I like that Disney makes, uh, I, well, I like that studios, I should say like HBO, put something on their streaming and you can, it comes out the same day as theaters and you don't have to pay extra. It's just there. Yeah. Disney even does a thing where, okay, you can, it's out in theaters, but you can pay 30 bucks, which think of a, a typical for a single person, the theater tickets, like 14 to 15 bucks, probably now yeah. more with the adjusted for COVID and everything. Yeah, you're, you're essentially paying for two tickets. Yes. And that, you know, yeah. 
on top of already paying for Disney Plus, unlike like I said, HBO or even some stuff like uh, other streaming services, where if it goes on, you get it that day because you already pay for the streaming. Disney, you have to pay thirty bucks on top of your already subscription just to have it, and so. I just feel bad for, because now if Emma Stone throws in a suit, and now if other people on other movies coming in, it starts becoming a Sue Disney fest, which again, I wouldn't care if Disney had to pay up for it, but I, I wouldn't yeah. like, I think the consumer is the one who's going to end up hurting from this, because all that's going to happen is they're going to probably, depending on how this goes, Disney may win because Disney has Disney money and could just get the best lawyers or whatever, but she may win and they may have to pay up, but then what they'll do is they'll stop putting movies on Disney+. And for people like me, who I've said a million times, I love watching it at home instead of in the theater. I'll pay the extra 30 bucks to watch it. It's going to end up all these different things like Warner Brothers, you know, cause, and HBO, all these. They're going to see, oh, okay, now we're going to get sued for putting our stuff on the streaming. We're just going to not do that to these same-day releases. So the consumer who doesn't want to necessarily go out and risk their life for a movie theater is now going to probably have to be faced with that choice because now stars are going to be suing for more money. Well, I, I, my thing is a simple solution. Don't make your salary contingent on the back end of the movie then. Yeah, that, get I mean, get more upfront then if you're worried about because what if my thing what if the movie just bombed if COVID wasn't a thing and what if people didn't care to see a Black Widow movie what if the movie just bombed and she didn't make even twenty million from it yeah the, the big the big contention in this contract is that there was a huge second week drop off but yes. you know what there's a huge second week drop off in every single movie now yeah every single movie that comes out you get your your hard first week and then it it drops off I mean. I also heard not great things about the Black Widow movie. Uh, it, it, it came out after the character, spoiler alert, is already dead. So it's a prequel to that. Um, the story sounds a little bit meh. And I've heard there's good parts of it. But, you know, like, it is a roll of the dice when you take points in the back end. The, kind of, the guy who actually kind of invent well, I don't know if he invented it, but he kind of popularized it was Alec Guinness in Star Wars. He was like, I don't know if this movie's gonna be anything, but you know what? I'll take some money on the back end, I'll get right. my rate. And he made millions for a movie that he hated. Now it seems to be it's commonplace what Disney does. Um for me, I think, Mike, like you're saying, is uh I don't know where I stand on it. On one part it's like I like I would like to see theaters survive. I think that theaters do something uh really important they do provide uh you know weirdly a lot of jobs for people i think that uh so i do like things coming out in the theaters uh, uh i think that yeah if disney gets hit with this and they lose the suit you know what's going to happen disney isn't cutting from the top they cut from the bottom they got rid of stuff at their disney parks and they screw over the people that work for them which is really it's really hard for me to feel bad for scarlett johansson in this situation is complaining about 20 to 50 million dollars when I know that the effects of this lawsuit will have ramification on the person that make high end $20 an hour. So it's right. like, it, it's hard for me to really like, I understand she, and you know, I mean like, I don't think this side's going to look great with this. Yes. You know, there's going to be like, she, they, they may try to demonize her for this. Now, when you get the, the movie though, for $30, that you have it. And that's, no, you don't have it. You no. have it rented. 
No, we. Uh, I. I like. I looked this up when we were trying to figure out. Like, if you get it, you have it. You and then. Like, so, so you can see it over and over and over yes. again. You know okay, yes. that's the way that because if you do it through Comcast, which isn't, I mean, that's not oh, easy. Yeah. But but like this is if let's say another actress is. Oh it, yeah, you right. Only no. get it. For you only get it for that time unless yeah. you buy the film with Disney. Basically, yeah, yeah, with Disney yeah, yeah. at least for that because it's on Disney Plus and the way with Premier Access anyway, it's only in Premier Access for three months and then it's on Disney Plus anyway for free. So right. most people's probably that's another reason why she lost money because it's like I could pay thirty bucks now or I could see this movie in three months from now, pretend it's not even out in theaters, and then just see it for free on and Disney see Plus. It for free. Oh, so I see. it like basically it unlocks it like early for three months right. for you. Like you can watch it over and over again. But again, now Zach brought up a good point I didn't even think about. If Disney does have to pay a lot of money out of pocket for this or whatever. It's going to be the the parks and the and the people who I'm not trying to make like oh Disney, I don't want them to lose money blah blah, blah but it's not going to be the executives who yeah, are paying this. Yeah. I don't care about like if Bob Iger yes is losing money or if, no. if their stock options thing, but the 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 people that work at Disney parks and the people that just work for like like the Disney store, the average cast member that are the most enthusiastic Happy people because they have to be. Right. They are. Well, it's gonna, the happiest place on earth. It is the happiest place on earth, and and this is why I really vacillate so much back and forth on Disney because it's like they do really good work. They do like they are the probably the best in their brand, but it is on the the backs of a lot of people, and they were really, really, really hurt during this pandemic. And Disney didn't do anything to really support yeah. the lowest people, and now again. I don't want, I'm not coming for Scarlett Johansson. I don't think that she's not entitled to her money, but from an outsider's perspective, it's just like, I get it. Well, you're going to see different, you're going to see contracts being different now. Yeah. Where you're going to be, you're going to get your salary up front, whatever it's 15, 20, 22 million, and then say, which there's a lot of problems where actors have said in the past, it made this much, but the studio said, yeah, but you're not taking into account of how much, and then the accounting numbers get, and they're supposed to get it. What they see is X amount of money. Maybe they're just going to give you more up front and say we're not going to do the back end, or they're going to work out some kind of contract that, you know, I don't know how they, I'm not great with contracts, obviously, but we'll give you more up front. If we hit a certain goal, maybe it'll be how many hits we get from streaming, you'll get a percentage, and how many hits we get from people going to the theater, you'll get that. So they can look at it in two different ways. Say, if we've got, uh, 200,000 people ordered the film, we're going to get 70, 80, 90% of it, you're going to get this much. You know yeah. what I mean? They can work at that And way, it's not like but... this is a new conversation because uh, I, I can't remember the person who it is, but there's somebody who's, who tweets out that like technically with the, the way people have done the math on paper, people say that the Lord of the Rings still hasn't made its money back. And it's like the Lord of the Rings made billions and continues right. to make billions. That made its money. But back. there's always accounting they numbers that can move the numbers. Of course. So, so, so yeah. So they I don't might feel say, bad for Disney. Show me how many people streamed it, and how many people. I mean, how many people bought it? You know, for the thirty dollars. Out of that thirty dollars, I should get five dollars per whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, however they we, might do it, we you're guaranteed a certain amount of. After they've reached a certain amount of, of maybe hits of, of people, you know, renting it or whatever from Disney Plus. Then after our cost, you'll get five dollars out of the thirty or six dollars. You know, Disney's not going to lose money on this deal. 
and actors are going to be Disney doesn't lose money, no, right? They, they, they print money. That's it's what I'm just, saying. They're, do they profit? But no studio wants year. to lose money, and then unless yeah. actors are going to say, "Well, okay," then it's like with the streaming services with music, right? Musicians aren't making the money like they could have made or used to make with album sales and everything. How it goes, there's going to be something, and this might be the start of it, where it's going to be like, "Well, if you're going to show that movie and you're going to stream it, I want a percentage of how many you stream then." Plus, what's going into the theater, or, and this just goes down to like you know, like I'm not so much worried about how this is going to affect the top of anything. I'm worried about the 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 medium actor, the small studio, the people that are making probably more interesting stuff than the 50th Marvel movie, even though we love them. What's, right. What else is out there? Right. I I get concerned. You know, I again like it's not just like when you think about the movie theater, you think about like all the people who work at the movie theater and all the. People who work at the Disney parks, how is this going to affect all that? And that's there's well, bigger always, ramifications. It's be the money. That's yeah. always what it's going to be. No, like you said, the top top's not going to lose money. The actors and actresses aren't going to lose money. It's they're going to have to figure out a way. Like the this is when the, you have the big corporations against big time actors, their lawyers get into it. What were you promised? How much didn't you make? Or did you know going in? We were going to stream it along with show it in theaters. If you knew that going in, then you shouldn't have. You know, we wouldn't have made the movie. Then we would have got somebody else to play your part. They can do it that way. Yeah. This is what you're going to get. We'll guarantee you your twenty million up front. That's your salary. Boom. Plus all the perks that you get in that twenty million. That you know, not included in the twenty million. Your trailers, your whatever you want. But we're putting out this amount of money, not just for you, but for other actors and actresses and the insurance and everything we have to have in it. We're going to put up all that you'll be taken care of, but if we want to get our money back too and we're going to stream it. Yeah. Because and that's the way it goes it's because also a lot tough of that cuz I mean, you knew going in like she knew going in that her salary was like more contingent cuz I guess like obviously you made the contract right. before the you know the pandemic happened. But they'd still decide to release it during a pandemic. So I don't know how much money you expected to make. Like, already, seeing what the it, it, global box office for every movie that has released since then. But I wouldn't even necessarily... Like, I'm again, I'm not trying to vilify Scarlett Johansson. I don't no, care. No. Like, you deserve your money. You're entitled to it. You've done this movie now, especially if it's probably your last one, the MCU, because of, like you said, this is a prequel thing. But I would be less upset if, like... Rachel Vise uh, like sued, or um, Florence Puig, who Pugh, played Pugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who played her sister in the movie, because like again, they probably did not. They were as big in the movie is more focused on her Black Widow and her family, and like the guy David Harborough from uh, Stranger Things played her dad, and then you know they played her sister and mom and all that. They probably. They did not get twenty million like Scarlett Johansson did to get to do this movie. It was their first time in the MCU, whatever. They probably got also hurt with the same thing, their salary contingent on how the movie. Uh, did. Yeah, I don't know what their contracts are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is all obviously like more speculation, but it's like I would almost be more okay with the lawsuit because again, I don't care if Disney has to pay out, but you know that your co-stars did not nearly make that much, and they're not kicking up a fuss about it and it's like again you released it during a pandemic when the delta variant is surging things are starting to actually close up again it's like how much did you expect to make off of it well and disney could have done and listen again too this is not me coming in for disney either i don't no. but disney could have done what what um uh what christopher nolan insisted they could have done the tenant model where they released tenant last year in theaters in august mm-hmm. only in theaters 
Tenet made no money. That was going to be the movie that was going to save the theaters. It didn't. It did. It didn't make great money. Right. It, it made, so Scarlett Johansson could have been released at that time. Right. In theaters. The movie was done and ready. Yeah. yeah. It was because they were talking about releasing it last March. Right. It was going to come out last March. I think. Well, the, the the first month of the pandemic, I think, was we were going to get. In a month, we were going to get James Bond's No Time to Die and Scarlet Giant, you know. Right. Both of those movies were shelved. But uh, Christopher Nolan was insistent it was only going to be in theaters. He rolled the dice. He he didn't get... I mean, right. it was a grossly irresponsible time to do that. He should have he should have held off, and he, he really just got obsessed with it. But Disney could have done the same to all these stars where they didn't offer the streaming option. They would have lost that money and only got the theater money. Right. And you're talking about movies that made... They could have been $100 million yeah. movies that made like 12 to 15 to $30 million, you know? And then you're getting a percentage of that. Well, these are contracts or things that we don't know that went on, though. Like, yeah. it, maybe she was... When she originally signed the deal... She's she like, did okay. say, their, her team was saying that they didn't know it was going to be simultaneously released on Disney+. Plus. Right. That's the. But again, you also didn't know a whole global pandemic was going to happen. The movie was completed before the pandemic even started. And right. Disney, Disney could have yeah. Yeah, like, saved money on paying her by burying it. Or in that the might be yeah. the lawyer's fault, too, to not think that, you know, because there is, a, there, it's not that there hasn't been a Netflix already or there's oh, other yeah. streaming services are out there saying, hey, if this happens... We want a certain amount of money, you know, on top of this. If you're going to start streaming it and whatever, we get a certain percentage of it. If that wasn't included in it, that may not be... Disney's not going to go back and say, Hey, Scarlett, we're going to go and stream this, or we're going to charge people 30 bucks for it, but you are you have no say in that. I, I, if that's not included in the contract, then I don't know what she yeah, can... Yeah, and I don't know if this is going to have as big a ramifications, but I remember when there was the writer's strike, when DVD came out, and they found out that, you know, like, they weren't getting any kind of revenue from DVD, and then right. they had a strike, and they, and they did all that. And that was almost like an entire season of TV and stuff. Sure. And lost. If this has big ramifications, and I'm... You know, like again, it's... it's uh, I don't... I'm, I, I'm not going to come out and swing big for the corporation here. I don't really want that either i just wonder what the ramifications are going to be for this are, are actors going to say hey we're, we're will the screen actors guild go on strike until they figure out streaming revenue and all yeah. that and i don't know if they have worked it all out but right this might be a niche no, yeah. thing they could be like if, it is a guild if you're gonna put like if you're gonna make my movie directly to streaming like what does that do for me i don't want to be in it because there is a hbo because of I know I only bring up HBO just because I was just reading an article about them just the other day. They also are to combat people not liking movies simultaneously releasing in theaters and on streaming. They are moving all of their big like title movies back in 2022 and 2023 to theaters exclusively at first. But they are also on the other side of that making 10 movies exclusively coming out just on streaming. I think like that's a the Netflix best model. Yeah, yeah like you have some, model. if you don't want to release them simultaneously, you have some movies made directly to theaters, some movies made directly to streaming. Some movies could be, you know, an outlier. They could be in between a dual release, just like before. But if it is going to come down to actors suing studios and studio suing actors on the back end of that, then you, you do, you sign up a contract and you do this movie... I know going in is going to be directly released on streaming. Like that's it, you yeah. know, and then it, it's probably gonna have to go from there. Well, that would probably be a flat fee. That this is what you're gonna yeah. make. Yeah. This is how much it's gonna be. Now, every actor 
from the beginning of they started this, we're saying, well, you know, the studio, like we talked about, the studios made more money yeah. than they're going to yes. admit because you know you cook the books a little bit and say, oh no, 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 overseas we didn't get what we thought, or are you domestic? You're talking about you're talking worldwide gross. What are you talking about here, and how much do you think you deserve? You're getting your twenty or twenty-five million, whatever it is, off the top. Now with this is all so new to everybody, the lawyers are going to hit this seriously hard. You're going to get better representation, like you know all the agents and whatever are going to know more about this. But this is going to bring it right out in the open now. Like you said, Emma Stone's going to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, other actors are going to you say, can say like, every yeah. movie that came out during the pandemic, let's say that was dual released you could have this conversation with. And right. uh, and I think it's really going to be more uh, the Disney Plus side of things because they had the, the premium pay option. But, uh, you know, because I think that, like, with Wonder Woman 1984, like, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot got, like, a set. like they had, It was, like, the most expensive movie ever bought right. because they had to, like, factor in the amount of money that they were going to get that would cover their back end. Right. So... Again, this is there's there's a there's a lot in the weeds here. I I I wonder how this will affect the 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 consumer and then the average person in it, and then what will it mean for theaters? What it will mean for there's there's a lot here. So it's gonna yeah. it's just an interesting story to follow. I I don't know where I stand on it. At I didn't all. mean to cut you off on that. No, no, no. no. This I, I no. thought we were running late. I didn't want to keep you guys. So, but we will follow up. On we will this. follow up. On and this. of course. As always, Scarlett Johansson and Bob Iger are more than welcome. <laughs> more so, it, Scarlett Johansson than Bob Iger. <laughs> much yeah, more, because yeah, I yeah. much more. I'm not. I, I just want to be. I'm yeah. not pro corporate here. I th- no. I'm just. I'm concerned well, about how it's going to totally, affect the person selling the ears. Look, I yes. get at it. Disney. You think you're going to get more money? Yeah. yeah. I don't blame Scarlett Johansson. I'm not saying I blame. No. You. Not at all. But Make if I'm a corporation all. too, I'm not going to go around to everybody that I said. You know that movie that we thought didn't make that much money, but we look back. We did make more, so we're going to give you more money now. That actor, that X, Y, or Z actor that's in it, that's never going to happen. Corporations want to make money. Actors yeah. want to act, but they also want to get their money for acting because yeah. it's putting people in the seats. But if it's streamed, maybe people might say, you know what, I would never go see that movie in theater. In a theater, yeah, yeah. but it's on TV. Only cost me thirty bucks. My kids are bugging me to see it or whatever, and I get it. All right, I'll buy it then for thirty bucks because I got five people watching it for thirty. But so it's six dollars a ticket if you look at it that way, where it's fifteen dollars if I go to the theater. But and maybe I'll watch it too. So we would never think about getting it or whatever. So yeah, is it Scarlett Johansson or it's just my kids are bugging me or they want to see it or whatever? And listen, is she? Yeah. Would it matter if Scarlett Johansson was Black Widow or somebody else? Is she that, like, could it have been an actress who may not have commanded $20 million or $25 million? Because if it did have that little dip, we're saying, too, well, or is it because of the Marvel Universe that got her to that, make that kind of money? It's that, and let's, let me tell you what, the story of the Black Widow movie is not Black Widow. It's how good Florence Pugh is, and she's good in, like, everything. Because so. they're also, too, making it like, again, this is supposed to be like a prequel, but you know her character died. It's almost, without spoiling, like a passing of the torch to a new actor. Uh, yeah. So it's like, uh, again, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to follow, interesting to see who they're... But I don't necessarily feel bad for either party. 
But again, I'm not against Scarlett Johansson. I'll make your money, dude. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely right. to answer part of your question because she has been Black Widow for the past ten plus years. If there was like a magic, like recast or something, people would be in an uproar. I just so wish, there is yeah. a definite command for her. So I could see her being like, I want my money. But it's it's gonna probably end up going to the HBO model. If we're making ten movies a year direct to streaming, ten movies a year for the theaters, and that's probably. But they're gonna, gonna continue be. this Black Widow now with just another actress, or the Black Widow character is probably totally Black Widow is like done. But she's like her. I think her like her superhero name's the White Widow. And it's her sister. All right, and so, it's, so it's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna, gonna yeah. see, so it's gonna continue. Yeah. On so we can yes. see. So, and they're gonna get this woman, Francis Pugh. Yeah, yeah. For a lot Francis less Pugh. money. Yeah. Yeah. What did I did I get her name? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I think less ish. I mean, I mean, I know that the the one thing that is actually interesting. The more that I've learned about this is that the contracts, like if you weren't Downey Jr. Right. or like the original Avengers. Uh, your contract was lower than probably maybe what you might get. Still better right. than we'll oh, ever yeah. seen. Yeah, m- millions and millions. But your back end was huge. That's so also why. Get... It, that's also why it helps though too. Because now, okay, Scarlett Johansson, one of the original six, is leaving. But you can now because you're a new member coming in. You're gonna get like the the minimum, and then you have to work your way. Went by the time because with Marvel. You can be a guest appearance in this movie. Then you can do this team up movie. Then you can do your own solo movie. So the more movies you, you can appear get in, plus in a series, yeah, yeah you, you can have a whole series based on your character. So the more you're, the more consistently you're in, the higher pay you get. So it's like more now retiring the actors who have been in ten movies and getting these new blood actors in because you don't have to pay them. Like, and there's no secret that every actor wants to be in these movies because of the amount, like the longevity. Well, the, the sequels, amount, yeah, the that's sequels, the, yes. the TV show, the appearances. You'll be making money forever because there's also licensing for action figures and shirts oh, sure. and all that kind of stuff well, this is going to market you it's like whenever like we talk about fast and furious yeah i mean that the first contract that those guys got were not nearly what they're making now no no and they're not also producers of it they're not also you know putting in people that like doing an Aaron Rodgers thing i want this actor in it and they have a right to get that actor in now if they want that certain person Which to be Vin in. Vin Diesel it. has definitely become the Aaron Rodgers of the uh, Right. The, so that's yes. you know, so like when Paul Walker and Vin Diesel were doing one, that contract was okay. You need to do five, then you got seven, then you got nine. The money's going up because the amount of you know, yeah. you're doing the sequel after sequel. And if you're asking for back end too, yeah, or I want to be an executive producer in it. There, there's other ways that they're going to make money oh, yeah. too. Oh yeah, and he also insisted on a uh, theater only release, right? Yes. And now it's just now it's coming out to demand after a little while, but there right. was a theater only release. But yeah. that's maybe the way they'll do it. Yeah. Like I oh, said, that's, that's you're going to get gonna okay. We're going to go out. in theaters. You're gar- We're going to if we hit a goal, you get this past our goal of what we want. We go to stream it or whatever. After we get this amount. Th- it's a big business, smarter than we are, but I want you guys both to look into this. And like oh, I said, keep up on contact, you know, Scarlett and yes. Bob Iger. See if we can get them in here. We can work that out. Yeah. Yep. Because we'll have them do the deliberations and yeah. we can do it right here. Just, yeah. Disney, pay the people who work for you like in the day. They, I, you know yes. what? Let's just, hope they just pay them better. Let's That's hope they the, do. Yeah. I'm not against Scarlett Johansson or I'm not against even like Disney. Just make right. you know, just make sure that the people we the want everybody to get their fair share. Yeah, because because those those park workers didn't get money when the parks were shut down, and that's yes. messed up from the biggest corporation, one of the biggest corporations on the planet. But but we still do love Disney. We do we still <laughs> love, and that's <laughs> the problem with it. We still love. Disney. I love Disney. So on that note, we still love Disney. 
We uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will be back uh, in another week. Brandon White.